Welcome to the Comfortably Me podcast. I am Vanessa Elaine, your new BFF, and I am all about upgrading life with Christ, breaking away from generational cycles, and becoming comfortable with having tough conversations about faith, healing, friendships, and relationships, and so much more. Get ready to become Comfortably You. Welcome back. And today we will be discussing the limitless potential of our minds and how to win the war in our minds and to reach our full potential. So let's get into it. Okay, as you can see, if you are watching on YouTube, I am relaxed right now. I did put on a little makeup for y'all. That's the most I did. But I have my sweats and my graphic tee on right now. I am definitely living comfortably me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you guys don't care what I wear. Um, it's all about what I have to say. And what we will be discussing today and what you get from it. So this is how we're going to flow from now on. This is comfortably me. Sometimes I won't even have makeup on. Okay. You know, but it gets a little tricky because it's, I just feel like YouTube is, like, the fact that I'm on YouTube and I cut out reels, I just feel like, mm, Instagram is such a fake place. Like, you just got to be so made up. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I got to put something on my face. I got to put something on. Because y'all just be sharing, sharing, sharing. And I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. We need as many people to hear the message as possible and support Comfortably Me. <laughs> Anyways, so today I really want to get into, so about the mind, yeah, the mind. So about the mind, mm. the good old mind, the mind. And sometimes the mind can seem like it's against you, honestly and truly. I'm going to be very transparent during this episode because this has been a very touchy subject, especially for me, um, being that I'm a person um, that creates content that's uplifting and very influential and so positive. I get attacked in my mind by the enemy the most. And I don't even want to give the enemy that much credit. Sometimes it's me um, self-sabotaging as well as just moving out of fear and anxiety. So not really trusting God with everything. And um, also, I do believe in you, like if God sent you, to be a testimony to somebody else or is going to use you for greater purpose, uh, you go through some things. And that, that's how you remain relatable to the person or people that he's going to send you out to because you know firsthand um, what it's like. So I'm telling y'all firsthand that the enemy attacks your mind the most because if the enemy has your mind, he has your whole body. And that's why it is so important for us to feed our minds the word of God because that's the only thing that sticks. I'm telling you, the word of God has power. I don't care how many affirmations that you say. Words do have power, but it just don't hit the same. It, I'm telling you, it just don't hit the same like the word of God. 
Because you could say, um, I'm going to be a multimillionaire, and then you get an eviction notice, and it's just like, <gasps> but I've been claiming this whole time I'm going to be a multimillionaire. God, what is going on? And it's just like, what? For I know the plans I have for you. It's not to harm you. Okay, but plans to prosper you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, just, it just does something like, oh, yeah, this is not the end. No matter what I'm going through, I'm going to come out of it. You see how that works? So the fact that the enemy attacks me the most, I do have these little moments where I'm like, oh, my God. But I can't stay there for too long because I know how good God is and I know what his word says about him. And I have heard many testimonies of from other people that I know or that I watch on YouTube or I watch on social media and they have always glorified God and glorified their humble beginnings where they didn't have much or when they thought it was over and they had to persevere or had, they had to go through a trial and really push through. So I just know there's something on the other side and it's okay for your mind to go to that place where you feel hopeless Everybody has that moment. I don't want you to, like, beat yourself up, but do not stay there. We are all humans, but it, it, it comes a time where you have to be mature in the spirit where you don't even go to that place anymore. And that's where I'm trying to get to, where I don't even go to that place. I feel like I'm there, but you just never know what tomorrow will bring. It's definitely a process. Like, literally two days ago, I woke up with a heaviness, and it was a Sunday. And as I was getting ready for church... I couldn't even sleep. I woke up before my alarm and um, I just felt a heaviness like it, it it couldn't leave me and it just was full of doubt. And I just started like messaging my cousin and um, we we're just going back and forth. And I was just telling her my frustrations. And sometimes you got to be careful of like who you're vulnerable with. But that's not even why I'm here. Like what I want to say, um, what I really want to say is. You got to be careful of speaking out of frustration and speaking about your situation in um, in a way where it sounds like you're complaining. Mm, I got to say, God, forgive me for complaining. God, forgive me for complaining just for that day. Um, the Holy Spirit just gave me that revelation because I'm also in a discipleship class. And um, the last study was about murmuring and how in Exodus the Israelites were murmuring and begging Moses to bring them back to slavery. And it's just like they were praying to be set free. And now that they're free, they were begging Moses to bring them back. Like they felt like they were better off in chains. And that's what happens when you come to God, right? When you're saved, you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you choose to deny your flesh and walk in the spirit and live by the spirit and feed yourself the word. And then you go and doubt God. You go and doubt what his word says about him. You go and doubt what he already affirmed in you. And that's what it looks like because it's, it, you, you kind of have like this sort of anxiety. And I don't feel like we had this much anxiety when we were in the world. And, and it's so crazy um, that you serve a God, you serve a good God, good, good God, but you trust a job more than you trust your good, good God, your good, good father. You'll trust a job to pay your bills. You'll even trust man to pay your bills, but you won't trust the God that has been taking care of you, that have has known you before you were in your mother's womb. And it's just like, we it, it, it gets that deep. 
And that's what will help us not complain if we get that, if we grasp that little concept. It's not a little concept. It's actually a big one. But if we grasp that, that do you rather be in chains? No matter what you're going through, you're going through your process. But you know that through your process, this process, um, you're walking through this valley, but it's you're headed the direction that you're headed to is to the promised land. You're on your journey to the promised land where you're going to see an expected end. And in your process, in the journey, you're, you choose to complain and not look at it as, hmm, what is God trying to teach me? What do I need to learn from about myself? What do I need to learn about this situation? What is this teaching me for what is to come tomorrow? And that's the mindset that we have to have, changing our perception on our hard times or what we may be going through because that's how anxiety can creep in. Um, anxiety and fear is not real. It's not. It, it's you conjuring up a false narrative, making up a false story, about something that has not happened yet. And in your mind, you make believe that it is going to happen, but you're not a fortune teller and you are not God. So you can't possibly know what the next minute will hold. You don't know. You can only assume. Like, even if you do the same things every day, you don't know what that day will bring. Like, if you go to work, if you leave for work at 8 a.m. to get to work at 9 you don't know that it's going to take you 30 minutes every day because it might be an accident on the road. It might be uh, traffic on the road. So usual 30-minute trip turns into 45 or hour trip. You just don't know what tomorrow will bring. So definitely being content. And, um, okay, I feel like I just went into the message. I Child, the Holy Spirit is definitely flowing. But... A little bit about more what I was saying, um, what I was actually going through. I don't know what I was doing the night before that'll make me wake up with that heaviness. And, you know, you do have to watch what you entertain. So I think I probably was working on something and I felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm not finished, but I have to go to sleep um, so I can get enough sleep because I remember going to sleep late. So I felt like I was running out of time. Mm, that's good. I felt like I was running out of time and I felt like the, the day didn't have enough hours for me to complete what I needed to complete. And it's just like, what is going on? I don't understand what's going on here. That's why I woke up with that heaviness, because I went to sleep believing that I was running out of time, that I would never complete what I started. And I went, I came into this year with the mindset of, I'm going to finish everything that I started because I used to have a bad habit of starting and not finishing. So I declare that over my life that, that that will no longer be a cycle. I break it right now in the name of Jesus. And I break that off of you as well. And I pray that you proclaim those things over your life where sometimes you don't know when you fall short, you will know what will cause you to be in delay, what cause you to feel like you're stagnant It's based off of our own actions. And then um, we get mad at God for not coming through, but he, he's right where he needs to be. It's us that's in the wrong place. It's us that's not in alignment. It's us that's holding on to what he told us to let go. It's us not being obedient. It's us not understanding that 
there's greater purpose in everything that has happened to us in life. We may not understand it now. And we may not even ever understand it. Sometimes God doesn't even reveal that uh, that why, but knowing that it's going to work together for your good. Like it's go- you're going to live a good life. And that's the mindset we all should have. And um, one thing, another thing when, when it comes to the mind, the mind, um, while I'm speaking about me personally, is that it'll make you feel like you're not worthy or... Um, Let me say this, being fearful of success because you feel like you're not worthy of it. You feel like you'll mess it up because you're so used to failing or making a mess of things. So you don't feel like you deserve it or you're fearful that it won't last long or it will run out. If God was to bless you with a million dollars now, the fact that you have mismanaged money in the past, you feel like you will covet it. You won't even um, invest it right. You will just save it. And saving money don't do nothing. You got to put the money to work. And it's out of fear because you are fearful of not having because you have messed up in the past. So you feel like, oh, I don't want to make the same mistake, but without using wisdom and without going to God about it. Um, God cares about us enough to help us with our struggles. Never think that you can do this thing alone and that you have to do it alone. And that's where that overwhelming feeling comes from. And it builds and manifests into anxiety where this fear comes about. It's like it's engulfed in our body and it causes our body to react. And that's how people have these panic attacks. The fear and the weight of uncertainty and the weight of worry becomes too much for the body. And the body has to have this energy exit out. So it becomes too much. And that's what happens. And y'all, I didn't even study that. So that's straight from the Holy Spirit. And you start to like doubt your gifts. You start to doubt your ability in being able to master what you are already good at. Like, listen, let us not let the devil think he got one up on us. Okay? We're not we're not allowing the enemy to win the battle in our minds that God has already won the battle. And that was the message at church on Sunday, that the battle has already been won. So we don't walk in defeat. We don't live in defeat, that we walk victoriously to know that, listen, there's nothing that can hold me back but myself. There's nothing that can hold you back but you. So you have to train up your mind. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how to train up your mind to fight against the mind battles because the real enemy is on the inside of you. When you read Exodus, oh, if you're like me, <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Them people is so ratchet, like, oh, my gosh. But that's just like how we are now. There's nothing new under the sun, okay? That is so true. I cannot believe how they prayed and begged to get out of slavery and they finally were set free. And mind you, it was not even an easy task for them to be set free. They went through so much in the whole process of that. Mm. In the whole process of God delivering them out of captivity, out of slavery, they went through so much. So they saw everything that was going on. They saw 
um, the bees and the people dying, the, the firstborns, they saw all of this. They saw this. They lived through it. So they saw God working things out in the midst of them still being in slavery. God was working it out. And we don't know how, how long that time frame was when all that stuff was happening, happening when Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he wouldn't let them go when every time Moses went back and um, he was like, let my people go, let my people go. And Pharaoh was like, no, these my people. And boom, God would make something happen. Okay. And they lived through that and they still were in doubt because when they left slavery and they were on their journey to the promised land, they became doubtful and started believing and seeking after other gods because during that time, during their journey to the promised land, it did not look like the promise. It did not look like what they expected. They felt like, oh, once they got out of slavery, boom, the promised land will be right there. Everything will be good. They'll be living a good life. And not knowing that it was just a like 11-day or 12-day journey. But instead, it became a 40-year journey because of their complaining. And out of complaining... It caused them to seek after other gods because they felt like God was not enough. And that's how sometimes when I see people believe in other things but what is in the Bible or worship other things but what's in the Bible where people can go to church and still practice witchcraft and still have altars in their home is because they feel like God is not enough. And they begin to follow idol worship. And to them, is nothing wrong. They feel like they, they need both. And that is a lie. And that's a lie from the pits of hell. That is a lie from the enemy to think that God is not enough. But nobody is patient enough through that process. Nobody is patient enough through that journey. We have to be patient. And we have to be patient. And we have to um, be diligent through that process and through the journey that God is taking us until we get to where he needs us to be. You know what I'm saying? I hope that's making sense. Ooh, that was good. That was good. That was the Holy Spirit. Cause that's not even what my notes say, or I'm going ahead of myself. And, um, your lack of self-belief and your lack of self-esteem is because you don't trust yourself. And in turn, since you don't trust yourself, you find it hard to trust God. You don't believe that God will come through for you because you have failed so many times. And it's by your own might. You have to separate God from people. You have to separate God from even yourself. And definitely get to know God on a personal level. So then you will know who you are in the spirit. You will know your true identity. Because once you know your identity in Christ, you won't look at yourself the same. We are made in his image. So if we are made in his image, why would we doubt anything that he says? Because if we are made in his image, why would we doubt ourselves? It's a reason why he made us in his image. I'm not saying we are not equal to God. We are made in his image and his likeness. So that means there is nothing that we cannot do that he has sent us to do, that he has sent us to do. Because sometimes if you're experiencing blockage, blockage after blockage, maybe that's not the way God is telling you to go. And God is trying to redirect you and you still keep pursuing something that he has not called you to. 
And that's why you feel that pushback. And that's why life has been so hard for you because you're going the wrong way. And now you have these mind battles because you think you're not good enough. And it's not that you're not good enough, but you're too good for that. You're too good for that. And God is telling you like, hey, turn around, turn around. I'm trying to redirect you. I need you over here. But you feel like over here is not satisfying. Over here, you don't see the promise. Over here doesn't look, it doesn't look like you. It look like mm, things can happen over here. But that is where God is calling you. But it just feels like it doesn't even identify. It doesn't even feel right. It's not the vibe. I don't feel the energy. But that's where God needs you to be. So you'll keep chasing after something that is not for you. And in turn, the only thing that it will give you is anxiety, which is a lie because you're chasing after a lie. So what if you're chasing after a lie, the only thing that lie can give you is another lie. If you're chasing after a lie, the only life you'll live is a lie because the truth ain't in it. The truth is never going to be in a lie. And I don't care how much it looks promising. I don't care how much it looks pleasing. I don't care. If it's a lie, it's a lie. It can only birth out more lies. And in, 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 in when you live a, 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 a life full of lies, of course you're going to have anxiety, worry, and because cause one thing about it, God, God cares for you so much that he's going to keep calling you. He's going to keep calling you because you are that one sheep that he's going after. That he could have a million sheep, but he's going to go always after that one. So... You're going to always feel that unctioning, that unctioning. And I'm learning about like the free will. You have free will, but once you choose to follow Christ, your will becomes his will. Okay, so let's get into how to win the battle in our mind. We got to be very strategic with this, okay? Because, you know, when you get into a physical fight, you know you have that one, like that one set that you know is going to knock them down. So this is exactly what that is okay it's very strategic okay you never let them get the first lick you know the enemy think he has the first lick and even if he does have the first lick he's not gonna get the last because whoever gets the last wins so we're going to get the last lick so if he's fighting you in your mind right now just know that oh yeah we're going to battle we're going to war and he's not going to win the battle in your mind that you are going to be set free on today and you have to declare it and decree it over your life and believe that you are set free and it is done for you we and, and that's the thing with this mind thing you just have to believe that it's going to happen for you you have to believe before it even happens by faith you believe it and, and that is what faith is before it happens before it even happens before you even see it before you even live in it before you even feel it you know that it's already going to happen for you so you work towards it you already have the right mindset that I'm not going to let distraction get me out of position because what the enemy will do, because he has no new tricks, he knows what your weaknesses are. He knows what you're easily distracted by. And if you're on your way to the promised land, to where God needs you to go, when you're trying to get over that X and you don't want to go through the process of healing, the enemy will send somebody as a distraction, that's way worse than the person you left or uh, leave you in a way worser condition than the person you just left. And I know there's a saying um, that I think generations before us have said the quickest way to get over a man is to get up under another one. Is that how it goes? Yeah, that's a lie. 
I don't know who who comes up with this stuff. That's why we can't. We we gotta stop. And, and I know it's a struggle because it's even a struggle with me because culture has a big influence, has had a big influence over my life, and I had to unlearn a lot of things. And that's what you just have to do because it's not your identity, and that causes us to have a lot of anxiety as well because our identity is so tied to culture and what culture says is right and what culture says it is acceptable that when we're trying to pursue something or when we're trying to do what God has called us to do, it just doesn't really feel right and we don't identify with it and we think like, oh, we're not good enough because, or we think it's just not us because we're so cuffed up to culture. Yeah. And sometimes we can't even receive God's blessing because it's not packaged the way we think it. It's supposed to be packaged. So in turn, we end up denying God's blessing for us because we're so cuffed to culture. And if it don't look like it, if we can't post it, um, it it's not for us. It can't be a blessing because I see no materialistic value in it. I can't post it on the ground. I can't TikTok it. So it can't be good. It ain't picture perfect. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. Okay, so to win this battle in your mind, let's let's talk about it. Be gentle with yourself, number one, because that's the hardest thing for me. If you're like me, you're, um, I don't want to say headstrong, but you're like so, like hold yourself so accountable and you're so big on self-reflection to the point where you make excuses for other people and you blame yourself or you try to take up for them in that way. Yeah, by making excuses for them. So in turn, you end up beating yourself up because it's just like, oh, well, you make excuses for them and you blame you. You take on the responsibility that is theirs, their accountability, and you take it as your own. And then you go, well, you should have known that. And you just keep beating yourself. Be gentle. Be gentle with yourself during this process. Be gentle with yourself because God is gentle with you. God wants you to be gentle with yourself. Do not beat yourself up. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Get back up. It's good that you feel the conviction, but get back up. Condemnation is not of God. Get back up. And exchange doubt with the word of God. Like I said before, that word will get you right all the time. The word of God will get you right all the time. Um, in Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, As a man thinketh, so is he. So whatever you think about yourself, you become. So if you think that you're a failure, if you think that you're ugly, if you think that you're not good enough, if you think that you're never going to have purpose or you're never going to find your purpose, what ends up happening? You never work towards it because you believe you made up in your mind that it's never going to happen for you, that you are less than, and that is a lie. And it builds up anxiety that because that belief system has created, created a new world for you in a world that God did not make up for you because before you were in your mother's womb, he knew you. So he already has a plan for you. And here you go making another plan based off of what? Things that are not true. And what you choose to believe about yourself keeps you in the current place that you are right now. So if you are not happy with your life, I want you to self-reflect and think about, what do I think about myself? 
That's an honest question. And write it down. That's a great, yeah, write it down. Take a sheet of paper. What do I think about myself in all aspects? Spiritual, personal, relationship, friendship, all of it, work, ethic, school, reading, knowledgeable, like heart, how you love people, how you treat people, even how you take care of yourself, self-care. What do you feel about yourself? And in tune, like, if you don't take care of yourself, that, that's a sign of, like, you don't love yourself. Simple as that. I know not everyone's self-care looks the same. Not everybody's self-care has to look the same. But if you're not doing something for yourself, and self-care is so important because it has everything to do with as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you're thinking great about yourself, why not take care of yourself? Anybody that thinks highly of themselves takes care of themselves. That's the action behind believing that you deserve more, believing that you are highly favored, believing that you are wonderfully and beautifully made. You're going to act like it. You're going to live like it. So the fact that you don't take care of yourself is evidence that you don't love yourself and your belief system is that you're not worthy of it or you lack self-esteem. You lack self-esteem. You lack confidence in yourself. And that's the belief system that you have made up for yourself because God did not give it to you. And I don't care who hurt you because they should not have more power over your life. Do not allow one human being to make you feel like you're not good enough. One human being, they should not have that much power over your life. Take back your power. Take back your power. And trust me, I've been there before. When I had to literally wake up. I have a video. I don't know if I ever said this, but I have a video in my phone. Of me crying. It's so pathetic. But I have a video that I recorded myself crying. And I was pouring out my heart. Because I knew years, months. I don't know how long it was going to take. But I knew I was going to look back at this video one day. And say, look what I overcame. Because I knew I was not going to stay there. Because I was willing to do the work. I didn't like a feeling that low. I didn't like that this person had so much power over me. And my emotions. That in how I felt about myself. It's just, it, I didn't like that feeling at all. So I was willing to do any and everything to become better, to heal. So I wouldn't bleed on anyone else, most importantly. And I wouldn't bleed on myself and think that I wasn't worthy. And it's still some things that I'm working through, but I'm not where I used to be. And I recorded that video and I don't even go back and look at it. Like it's in my camera. I'm like, oh, I remember that day. I'd be like, mm, yeah, I remember that day. I don't even listen to it because it's. I think I went back and listened to it like a year later. And it's just like, oh, girl, you was down bad, sis. You were down bad. Mm-hmm. It's never going to see the light of day, ever. And um, I would never allow somebody to take my joy like that. And another thing is this, and, and this is what I had to learn. I do not own anybody. And I can't expect someone to love me more than I love myself or expect that person to give me what I should be seeking after God for. I should not ever put no one on that high of a pedestal because once you put someone on a high pedestal like that, like before God or even next to God, when they disappoint you or when they hurt you, it hurts a hundred times worse because you have placed them in a position where they had no business being. 
And I'm going to always say that because that is something I had to learn. And I wish that I want every person to learn that. And knowing that we experience people and take that as a blessing that we're able to experience people. That's not even my message. I'm going to give y'all that when we talk about like a heartbreak or something. Because your girl know everything about that. Yeah, your girl know about that. Okay. Oh, this is good. The Holy Spirit gave me this. I'm going to take out my notes. So as I was reading, because I'm KJV, what am I saying? KJV version of the Bible. So because it did not translate well when I was looking at Proverbs 23, verse 7, and all the other versions. But in the KJV version, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee. But his heart is not with thee. How the revelation that I got is your heart. No, the revelation that I got is our heart is not with God. When we doubt and worry, our heart is with that thing that we're worried about. And that is the sin about it. When we worry, that's why worry is so like bad. And God probably looks so down on us like I'm not saying God looks down on us, but God is probably like shaking his head at us. It's because like, why are you complaining? Why are you worried? Why are you worried? Why are you dismayed? Why are you sad in your spirit? Why are you so brokenhearted that you don't even want to live no more? Why does the lack of money toil your soul so much to the point you don't want to live? off of something that is made of paper and it has no value, that you are the most valuable thing on earth, that without you there is no money that can be made, that you are the real currency. Why are you moving out of position? Where is your heart at? As a man thinketh, so is he. It says, but his heart is not with thee. When you worry about money, whether you're going to be married, about your kids, about your job, about your future, about your relationships, your friendships, anything about your health. And that's a that's another thing right there. If you when you worry about these things, where is your heart at? Give your heart to God. God, I don't know what's going on. Give your burdens to God. God, I need you. I lay this at your feet and I'm not gonna pick it back up because I know that you're gonna work it out for me. I don't know how to deal with this. You are my father. You are my good, good father. Deal with it. Please, my God takes care of me. I got a father that takes care of me. A good, good father that takes care of me at that. Okay. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world. You cannot and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prevail that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know what? Let me let me go to NLT. <laughs> okay, so it says, Do not copy behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now that, that was chapter, um, that was Romans chapter 12, verse two. That was too good. 
That translation was really good. It says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new tr person because you cannot think that you're going to come to God, get saved and not be transformed and act the same and not nothing about you changes. You're going to continue to see the same same results in your life. You're going to continue to see the same mess in your life. If you don't fully allow God to transform you into the person that he already created you to be before you were already influenced by the world, before you were already hurt, before you allowed pain, self-inflicted wounds, before all of that happened, you'll learn God's will for your life. It's not over. You have breath in your body. It's not over. I don't care what you went through. And I'm not saying I don't care as like out of a lack of empathy. I care for what you went through, but I don't want you to ever think that what you went through dictates who you are and that what you went through robs you of your destiny or robs you of your future, of having a good future. No. So when I say I don't care what you went through, I don't care about anything that's trying to keep you bound and keep you from knowing your identity. That's the enemy that I don't care about. I don't care about the sin that you're struggling with because we serve a God that you can go to him and strengthen you in your weaknesses that you got to be willing to put it down. We're all not perfect. Listen, we're all going through this journey together. I am not perfect, but we're going to get it right. You got to come as a child to God. Be like a baby when it comes to this thing. Never think that you know it all because there will be a day where Mm. you would think that that thing won't creep back up. You think you overcame that, and God will show you why you will always need him. On ways on how to fight the enemy, right, the mind battles is number one. Okay, so the number one thing is being gentle with yourself. Number two, thinking positive about yourself, affirming yourself with the word of God. What does God say about you? What does God say about your future? What does What is the promises of God? So Changing those negative thoughts into God's word, not just positive thoughts, not just affirming words, the word of God. So it sticks. If you got to write the word of God about your situation, like personal Bible verses that um, talk specifically about your situation, post them all around your house. Post them where you see them. Post them in places that you go, like the fridge, the mirror in the bathroom, your closet door. Places that you visit the most, the front door, before you leave the house, you you affirm yourself before you walk into this world to know that you're not going to be moved by nothing that happens and you're going to make it home safely. And three is letting God transform you, allowing God into your heart fully so you can be transformed and made into the person that he has created you to be and that you can accept his will for your life and you're not going to be fearful of what he has because sometimes if you like me if God calls you to something it's going to be hard it's going to be hard to accept it because you didn't see yourself doing that but God is going to strengthen you it's not by your own might okay and sometimes when God tell you to do something it don't ever make sense he never tell you the full details and it's always something like mm, you got to pick up your cross it's something like oh that wouldn't make sense to man like why would you do something crazy like that Crazy faith. <laughs> Definitely, you got to do it. You just got to do it. That's being obedient because your be your disobedience will cost you so much. And you don't ever want to be disobedient to God. Ooh, it ain't even worth it.
what you're trying to settle for, because it's definitely settle, settling, definitely settling. And number four, to winning and having victory over the war in our minds is getting you a friend who will pray for you. Even if you just have one or if you have two, two, three, you're more than blessed. When you have friends that will intercede for you, when you can't pick yourself back up, when you can't find the words to say, when you don't feel like praying, when you do feel like complaining. So you need somebody to speak life into you, to speak life into your situation, to just uplift your spirits and um, give you hope again where you felt hopeless. In Amos 3.3, it says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? So finding people who are in alignment with the word of God, because it, it goes more than friendship, because this is a thing like you got to have some people that's on this walk with you. Like I have my cousin. I have my one cousin. I know when I'm feeling down, I know I need to call the woman of God because she going to speak a word. She be in her Bible. I know she be in her Bible. I've witnessed it. I've been at her house where she sets alarms to pray. So that's somebody I need on my team. And I have her, and I'm grateful that I have somebody like that on my team. And she might be coming to one of the episodes. Matter of fact, our next episode. Let me not. Let me let me be quiet. I'm giving y'all too much. But anyways, yeah, having someone in your life, in this journey with you, that will intercede for you, that will pray for you, that will walk this walk with you. And if you don't pray, don't feel bad that you, if you don't right now, because God wants to give you all of your heart's desires. And God knows that we want friends and then we need friends. You need friends, at least one. Okay. So don't allow the enemy to make you think that all people are bad or having friends is bad or is out of being needy. No, God wants us to be in healthy relationship. So pray for that kind of friend if you don't have that kind of friend, someone who will pray for you and is on the same walk and journey as you pray for it. And God is going to bless you with that very friend, but be open to receiving. it. That's another thing because you praying for it, but you think it's not there or you probably have problems with friends in the past. So when God blesses you with that friend, it probably becomes overwhelming. It feels like, oh, it's not real. Like it's just too good to be true. No, no, no. Accept it in its fullness. And do not self-sabotage the relationship, okay? <laughs> and number five is goal setting. You have to set goals, especially when you're worried and um, have anxiety over money and your career and your future, or even if you're going to school. Setting up a plan, a, writing it down, inviting God in. God, help me plan out these this next quarter. Help me plan out my life. Help me plan. Well, you can't plan out your life. Let me say that. But help me plan out this quarter. Help me plan out my business. Help, help me have great strategies. Give me the strategy on how to win, God. Give me the strategies. God has so, this Bible, I'm not even going to lie to you. The Bible has strategies. You just got to get in your Bible. You got to get on your Zoom. You got to get on your Zoom. Because if you want to know the strategies about businesses in there, it's definitely in there. And you got to be willing to starve your distractions. That goes hand in hand with goal setting and knowing what your distractions are. Because sometimes um, we're so blind to what is distracting us because it feels so good and it's our norm. 
But if you realize that you spend more time doing that than being productive and being busy doesn't always mean that you're being productive. You can be busy doing nothing, busy doing the wrong thing, busy doing what God has not called you to do, busy, not even fulfilling purpose, just wasting time. And the last thing you want to do is waste time. Okay, because that's something we never get back. That is more valuable than money. So stop allowing the enemy to trick you up year after year, day after day, month after month, week after week with the same thing. It's time for you to wake up. It's time for you to accept where you fall short. Accept that, okay, this thing is a distraction, but I do like it. But um, this is not the season for that because I got to stay focused on this in order for me to reach my end goal. You got you to gotta meet God somewhere. Like, you got to work. You, you got to work. I'm sorry. Faith without works is dead. So you got to work. Okay. And stop self-sabotaging. That's for me, too. Mm-hmm. Stop self-sabotaging. That's for both of us. We have to stop self-sabotaging. It is a demon. It, it comes from the anxiety. It comes from what we conjure up, what we make up in our minds to be true, and it's all a lie. Because we're worried. Because we lack self-trust, we don't trust ourselves because we have messed up in the past. So in turn, we don't even trust God. So we have to disconnect that and give it all to God. You may not trust yourself, but once you get closer to God, he'll give you the confidence again. He'll build up your confidence in your self-esteem and yourself to know that, oh, yeah, I got this. I'm made in his image and God is within me. I will not fail. So that's all I have for this episode on how to win the war in our minds. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I will see you guys next Wednesday. Do y'all like the consistency? And I cannot forget the song of this episode is Maverick City featuring Naomi Rain and Israel Hongington. I don't know if I pronounced his name right, but it's God Will Work It Out. That's the name of the song, God Will Work It Out. And that is perfect for this episode. It says, now and every day, each and every way, he is making way for me. When my heart is full of doubt, feels like faith is running out. I've come too far to turn around now. I know that God will work it out. Go ahead and listen to that on your free time. If you got to blast it on repeat, go ahead. Go off, okay? God will work it out for you. I'm believing God for you. We got this. We in this journey together, y'all. And make sure you don't forget and make sure you don't forget to like, comment and subscribe if you are listening on Apple Music. And do not forget to like, comment and subscribe for those of you who are watching on YouTube. And if you are watching and if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and if you are listening, go ahead and share, like, leave a comment, whatever you can do. And do not forget to share, share the message with everyone. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me via email at hello at, feel free to contact me via email 
at hello at comfortablyme.com. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at underscore comfortably me. And my personal page is the real Vanessa one on one. And if you're into skincare and you want some loungewear pieces, some sundresses, this is definitely sundress season. Um, Pretty Primp and Proper, which is my brand, is we're having a sale, a 30% off sale. So get it right now while supplies last. Okay, support me. Support your girl. I'm trying to... Um, get rid of all of my stock that I have right now. But uh, my skincare is amazing. I use my skincare, although you may, I do use my skincare on a daily basis. My vitamin C cleanser is chef's kiss. Uh, my daily SPF moisturizer, amazing, glowing skin. Okay, it helps with hyperpigmentation, all of that good stuff. My detox mask, definitely for the girls who have like, um, acne issues or you just wear makeup on a daily basis is good to detoxify your face, your pores, leave your face um, clear, no blemishes. Yeah. Holla at your girl. And, you know, and you can find me at primpandproper.com. Everything will be listed in my description box. Love y'all. And thank you for tuning in to Comfortably Me. And always remember to remain comfortably you. Comfortably me.